that was a weird week for me personally, um, emotionally, physically, financially, sexually. Yeah. Okay. Would you like to hear how sexually specifically? I would like to pass on that one. Okay, cool. Because I wasn't, I, I, I was lying about that, and I couldn't think of a clever lie. My locker room talk is a little uh, rusty. One, two, three, I was so prepared today. I logged on at the appropriate time. I had my little setup. Um, I had Audacity open. I was really killing the game. Mm-hmm. Which is surprising, because I truly walked through the door two minutes before I got on the call, so. Nice. Yeah, I'm kind of hot <laughs> in that way. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Is my presence boring you? No. Feel the need to yawn? No. I didn't get back to Pittsburgh until 3 a.m. and then oh, I had to wake up at 6.45 for work. Oh, so. shoot. I'm on quite a little bit of sleep. So we've got to power through this before you die. Yeah, I only took four pages of notes, so. I only took four uh, sentences. <laughs> Roughly. This is nice. Yeah, I went to Buffalo yesterday. Yeah. Which is a very nice city. So much snow on the ground. But very cute city, very fun. Saw Kay Flay. Was she already high enough? That was the last song she played, yeah. Really? That's the one? Hmm? That's what she closed on? Mm Mm-hmm. That's not what I would have expected. The vibes were so good. I have a video of it. The thing is, I feel like every single one of her songs could be a closer, and I'd be happy with it. Yeah. She opened with four-letter words and closed with high enough. And what'd she play in the middle? The whole set list, please? The whole set list? Yeah, and I don't the think I could. as well. Um, what'd she say? Yeah. What'd she joke about? Did she have any, you know, buffalo There was actually clips? a whole... No, there's, like, actually a whole arc. Um, like, she told, like, the story of her childhood, and then, like, her teen years, and then her 20s, and then her 30s. Which is very nice. But, anyway, did needless to say... Did she play Black Wave? She did. Did she play... <laughs> what if the rest of the podcast was just me asking specific <laughs> K-Play songs, and if she played them? <laughs> Shailene and Aaron broke up. Have we talked about that on the podcast? I don't know. We talked about a blind item that they were broken up. That they were... Well, yeah. But I don't think we talked about the confirmation. So, that's done. Which one do you think is going to be the more insufferable without the other? Um, Aaron Rodgers. For sure. What do you think broke them up? Let's speculate. Let's start a few blind items. I think there's blind items that they're both gay. See, that doesn't work for Shailene with me. You know what I mean? I don't know. I feel like her image would only be improved by lesbianism. 
I don't know. People are a lot quicker to expect, accept a lesbian who eats clay than a straight woman who eats clay, you know? <laughs> Am I wrong? <laughs> I don't even know. Oh. Oh, that's also... Um, talking about good things that happened to us um you know in addition to shailene and aaron breaking up rosario dawson and cory booker have called it quits yeah that was thank huge god for, for me that personally yeah um, that was like a really hard relationship for me to grasp i'm a noted rosario dawson stan and you haven't seen jane the virgin she's in jane the virgin Yes, she's in Jane the Virgin. Like, prominently? Yes. Really? Yeah. Rosario? Yes. She's in everything. The girl doesn't quit. No. No, she has a really inspiring performance in Top 5 with with Chris Rock. Um, Everything she does, I like. um, Career-wise, I really don't know anything about her as a person other than the Cory Booker stuff, which was... One of the funniest things to come out of that election cycle was after everyone had dropped out and Cory Booker, like, straight up asked Bernie, like, why does my girlfriend like you more than me? And he was yeah. like, because she's smarter than you. And that was funny. Yeah, that's a good one. Like, he's hot enough that I get it, but it's also like, come on, man. Why are you with this Reuben-looking motherfucker? Except Reuben is hot. You don't think Cory Booker is hot? No. Really? Yeah. Is that just because you know anything about his personality? Because that's a turn yeah. off. But... I might, it might be influencing. Doesn't he kind of look a little Ruben-esque? I guess. Maybe I just think all bald men look the same. Yeah, I think that's kind of a problematic stance for you to take. That all bald men look the same? Yeah. Also, I've learned so much about Cory Booker through his breakup with Rosario. Did you know he's RuPaul's cousin? I didn't. RuPaul also looks like Ruben to me. That... Because he's bald. (laughs) That I can't get behind. I think all bald men are the same. No, RuPaul showed up in a cartoon I was watching, basically playing himself, and it, like, hit me with a truck. I'm sorry, I just can't drop this. You really don't think Cory Booker's hot? No. Really? I've already answered that. Yes. Really. Okay, but like off the pot, he's pretty hot, right? No. Like I get you're taking a moral stance or whatever because you don't agree with him politically, but like... I... No. Hmm. Who do you think was topping in his relationship? I don't want to have that conversation. Okay, but we can agree Rosario, right? <sighs> Moving on. Should we, uh... Yeah. This is Secret Life of Two Gay American Teenagers. My name is Aaron. And I'm Senator Cory Booker. And that's Jesse. Today we'll be covering Season 3, Episode 20, entitled Moving In and Out. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> like me and your mom. Oh, shoot! <laughs> Who do we think is topping in that relationship? This episode <laughs> is directed by Anson Williams, and it was... Written by Paul Perlove of Just Say Me fame. Perlove. 
wrote this episode. And it aired to 2.11 million viewers on May 2nd, 2011. Wild day for this to air. (laughs) Do you have the same biblical context I do? Because there's only one news story. (laughs) Yeah. Should we say it Osama. on the count of three? One, two, <laughs> two three. three. Osama, Osama bin, bin Laden was killed by SEAL, Seal Team, Team Six, Six in his, his underground, underground bunker. bunker. <laughs> That's actually really sad to hear that he never got to see the conclusion of Secret Life of the American Teenager, you know? <laughs> He was kind of, as far as Osama knows, Amy and Ricky moved in together and are happy right now. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about that joke. No, my political context specifically is just like probably the worst thing I think that could exist, which is a f- live Facebook chat on Bin Laden. Oh my god. Michael D. Shear, the chief blogger for the caucus, answered questions at 3pm about the Osama Bin Laden story and the Times reporting surrounding it. A Facebook Live just sounds... Hell. Horrible. Not good. Um, Very bad. How... (sighs) Have you seen the newsroom scene about Osama Bin Laden's death? I've never seen the newsroom, so... I haven't either, but have you... The clip transcends its source material. No, I have not seen it. It's the, like, some of the main characters on a plane, and they get the news that Osama's been killed. And they, like, stand up and start announcing it to the plane, and then they, like, shake the pilot's hand and be like, I want to tell you first. (laughs) That the United States military has killed Osama bin Laden. And then the whole plane starts crying and cheering. I hate that. I'm going to send you a clip for you to watch on your own time because it is something that simply must be seen to be believed. It is such a relic of... I don't know what it's a relic of, but it hurts to watch. Yeah, that sounds like it does. Do you you just have bin Laden... I didn't really want to dig deep into the trenches of what the news was like that day, you know? I saw that every link when I googled May 2nd, 2011 was Osama Bin Laden dead with several exclamation points. And I was like, I can't admit, I, I can't go deep in this trench. Deep in this underground bunker, if you will. I think I'm just having a night where I'm like, what is the moral implications of the United States government? Oh, just busting into some dude's underground bunker and shooting him up? Yeah. For sure, like... Yeah, I don't know. I don't... I don't, um... Which you know, is I how do we know kind of... our listeners do count on us to provide, like, a moral perspective on... I was gonna say, we're pivoting on... to a biblical... Put to a political commentary. Yeah, so, like, the thing is, our listeners look to us to determine the moral value of... The U.S. military industrial system, and um, I think I, I speak getting for these everyone. Fucking emails from the graduate school which I go to, and they say, "Do you need help paying for your degree? Join the U.S. Army." 
that's there's something very powerful about that um is there yes because um the u.s military gets like 90 percent of uh, u.s tax dollars so it is very powerful um <laughs> i people came into the target where i work and started trying to recruit that's the high freaking. schoolers that were working apparently one guy went over to ask if he needed any help with um everyday essentials shit and um oh, that sucks so bad the guy tried to give him his card and recruit him into the air force and another um another fellow targeter as we call ourselves uh said he had an air force recruiter talk to him the other day and gave him a card and everything we live in a place some would say. say we live in a society <laughs> yeah anyway yeah so this episode is this episode also lives in a society in many ways i feel like this episode could have been an email successful in yeah in like two scenes it could have been a mini-sode it could have they could have combined so here's my beef season three is 26 episodes long it could have been a tight 20 it could have been a twi- tight 12 with how much it has happened. It could have been a twite 10. It would have been twi- a twite twi- te- Twin. So here's the thing. We started Did this out, episode friends. make me tear up? No. <laughs> Baby, what is you doing? Look at our Instagram. I, you know I'm not on Instagram much. What did you do? No. I have a mental illness. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. I'm gonna drop you the lock. I'm gonna drop you the lock on that one. Thank you. That... I the, swear to God, I got to the end of the. I got to the end of the episode, and I le- my jaw legitimately hit the floor when he said and that I was he like, loved her. Why am I reacting in this way? Because very it's this. It's we've broken you, and by we I, I mean so me and my good invested. personal friend Brenda Hampton. I'm invested in a way that I didn't ask or want to be invested. Um. In. Real quick question. Yes. How many episodes until Brenda Hampton acknowledges Osama's death? Because you know, <laughs> Secret Life is a very topical Not show when it comes attack. to <laughs> terrorists. Never forget on the fucking vending machine. God damn it. Who knows? <sighs> So, okay, we start this episode with Amy and Ashley. They're fighting about Amy moving in with Ricky. Ashley is big mad. She says, can't you just be an independent woman? Wait, what the fuck? Do I know how to speak? Can't you just be an independent woman? Can't you be happy without a guy? And Amy's like, no, frankly, knock it off. (laughs) (laughs) No, her response to that is fully, I can, but I don't want to be. Which yeah, is which, powerful, honestly. Yeah. Like, good for her. Um, I think that's great. This argument 
pissed me off because Ashley's whole thing is like, we said we were going to get through this together. And it's like, you've been nothing but awful to Amy this whole time. You were not holding up your end of this. You don't get to say that she's not holding up her end. Yeah. So. Ashley's hurt because they are not through this. This is referencing their parents' divorce. And so Ashley's like, you said we were going to get through this together. She doesn't feel like they're through it. George comes in after Ashley leaves and he's just like sullen. George, this episode. Guantanamo. Yeah. He sucks. He is worse than he's been in years, really. I can say that now because we've been recording this podcast for over a year. That is true. Do you ever just think about that and wonder where it all went so wrong? No. I don't think. Brain too small to think. Oh, God, I wish that were me. It's all those castle books I've been reading. They just shrink my brain. Are you on to um, fucking heat stroke yet or whatever it is? Heat rises is what I'm on right now. So, George is very sullen and annoying in this scene. His entire presence this episode is unwelcome. He is talking to Amy, whatever. And he's like, you're not in love. And she says, maybe I'm not in love, but my situation has made me older than I think, than I, wait, Maybe I'm not in love, but my situation has made me older than I am, so I think I'm in love. And I just want to say, Amy acknowledging that her situation has made her older than she is, so good. Everything Amy says in this conversation, no notes, 100%. Um, slay bitch, right? Do you think Shailene just got tired of the script so she just started saying whatever she wanted i think shailene and aaron had this exact same conversation about two weeks ago and that's what kind of ended things (laughs) (laughs) who's who i think aaron's always been kind of a daddy figure or rather a zaddy figure do you think Aaron Rodgers is hot? If he didn't have such soulless eyes, I think he could be a zaddy. I'll say it. Okay. At what point? At one point, George, like, Amy's like, I'm packing my shit and I'm leaving tonight. And George is like, don't take your bed things. Yeah. It's like, where's Amy supposed to sleep? Like, if you don't want her sleeping with Ricky... Tell her to pack extra bed things, actually, because yeah. you're just pushing like, her. Buy her an air mattress. You are foisting her onto Ricky's mattress. Which Ashley has laid naked on. And yeah. And you've slept in. So it's kind of a family bed at this point. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, six cheeks on those sheets. That's huge. All that's left so, is for Ricky to seduce Anne like he's been trying to do. And, you know... <laughs> You got a full house. So 
George says Ricky is just doing this because he doesn't want to marry Amy. And she says, okay, one, I have feelings and that kind of hurt my feelings, dad. And he's like, your feelings deserve to be hurt. And then she says, and two, Ricky wants to do this. He wants to live with me. And George doesn't want her to get hurt. And she's like, you know what? I've been hurt and I got over it. And George is like, well, I'm not okay with it. I'm not okay with you moving in with Ricky. And it's like, whatever, George. I'm not okay with you as a character on this television show. Yeah, being this ungodly hot while being this wrong. Then we go to the theme. Thank you for not commenting on that. I I really don't. He... I just can't even think of George as hot. He's the opposite as of a, a joke anymore, right now. Even. He's a yaddy. Did you think of an alternate theme? I did. You go first. Does that mean you didn't think of an alternate theme and you're <laughs> you were trying to pressure me into something? You go first. So, yeah, so you didn't think of an alternate theme. <laughs> That's cool. You, That's cool. You go first. You go first. Um I'm ex- I'm just excited to hear yours. Like Yeah, for sure. Right, what are you what Spotify playlist are you looking through right now trying to find one out of curiosity? So, here's the thing. <laughs> what the? Minus. Sorry, I I actually don't support Spotify anymore because they took a bunch of episodes of Joe Rogan's podcast off the air, and I just think that is I true. Can't... We do need to stand in solidarity with our sister podcast, <laughs> uh, the Joe Rogan Experience. Um. <laughs> and you, what are, what are they going to come after next? Armchair expert? Oh God! <laughs> um, excuse me. If they come after the arm cherries, um, <laughs> these cherries bite back. You go first. What song? Teenage Parents. Okay. Teenage Parents by The Wonder Years. Okay. Um, And again, sometimes when I can't think of a specific one, I like to do like a song that I think would have worked better for the series as a whole. Yeah. This is a beautiful little punk rock chat, uh, punk rock jam about um, having teenage parents. Nice. Yeah. Of course, the experiences were a little different than the teenage parents on this show. Because um, all of these have, like, vast amounts of wealth inherited and, um, mm. you know, supportive families and all that shit. But. Right. Oh, I also will say, um, I have this really sick idea in my head that I really want to, if I ever make have the time cut together a new title intro sequence set entirely to um vanessa carlton's white houses which was my theme pick weeks ago Mm -hmm. and in my head it's so clear i just don't have the time or skills to do it i believe you can do it i'm gonna fool around with it when i have some time it's just been a busy linus i need you to stop this I get that. So my alternative theme is the song Good Kisser by Lake Street Dive. OMG. LSD? LSD. For the? Care to elaborate? Um... You don't have to if you don't want to. Whatever you're comfortable with. I just with. think, you know, some people find out some other people are good kissers. 
And I think they're kind of going through some things right now. And I think, you know, when Adrian is talking about Ricky, she's like, mm, he's a good kisser. We broke up, but you know. I'm sure he'd be telling everyone what a good kisser I am. Jesus, Linus. Because the way the lyrics in that song goes is basically like, you can lie about me when you talk about why we broke up, but make sure you tell everyone that I'm a good kisser. That's actually really true. If anyone ever slandered my tongue game, I think I would um, have to give them a couple tongue lashings. And not in the fun and sexy way. So, Ricky and Leo, we go to this conversation. So, Leo's in the apartment, and Ricky's trying to feed Leo lines that basically, like, it's not okay with Leo to let Amy and Ricky live together. And he's like, why wouldn't I let you live together? And... Ricky's like, well, you know, like, this is your apartment, so, like, what you say goes, and also, like, this, your grandparents lived here, and you don't want to, like, dishonor them, and Leo's like, I literally don't give a shit. You, like, you can do whatever you want. My grandparents were kind of freaky, so, like... Yeah. He's like, my grandparents weren't ones to judge. They were hosting so many swinger parties. if only. Let's bring back swinging. I don't think it ever left. I mean, for me, it didn't, but I don't know if that. (laughs) But. So he. Okay, blah, blah, blah. So Ricky says he loves Amy, but he doesn't want to tell her that, which is fucked up. And then Ricky doesn't want to marry Amy, but if he had to marry someone, he would marry Amy. And he needs a reason other than he's not ready to move in with her. To tell her. And And Leo's like, so you're looking for an excuse. What about college? Also, Leo gives the weirdly good advice where it's like, you don't really need a good reason other than you're not ready. Like, that's a good enough reason. Which, shocking. I think it's hard because you don't want to hurt people's feelings. I can't relate. But you do want to hurt people's feelings. That's kind of my whole M.O., my modus operandi, if you will. Is that what MO stands for? Mo. I'm confused. Yeah, it is. If I'm not mistaken. I thought MO was just short for memo. And it's okay to be wrong sometimes. And I think there's a real power in that, you know? I feel like a silly goose. Hey. Yeah. Sometimes it's okay to be a silly goose. It's true. But, so, Leo's like, maybe you want to go to college. And then we find out Leo didn't go to college, but Bunny did go to college. Quick, what college should Bunny go to? Bunny? Mm-hmm. Sarah Lawrence. I was gonna say Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Historically women. Oh, you know it. And she so was Rick... never mind. I'm... No. <laughs> I don't need to discuss that. 
So Ricky says maybe he could go to college and Leo says he could get a scholarship from the company. And Leo is like, you need to fix your attitude about moving in with Amy. And then Ricky's like, thank you, Mr. Boykovich. And he goes, Ricky, I think it's about time that you start calling me. And I swear to God, I thought he was going to say dad. Dad. Yeah. But he says Leo. And Ricky's like, okay. And Leo's like, I feel like I got two sons sometimes, you know? And they look like sometimes they might kiss. You got to do your Jerry Seinfeld. Which part? I feel like I have two sons. And sometimes I feel like they might kiss. I feel like they might kiss. Or bring home one of their friends for me to date. (laughs) I was waiting for it. So Ben is in his room and he's talking with Allison Henry and he's basically like info dumping about the baby and condo and Allison Henry don't want to go like shopping with Ben and Adrian for like baby supplies because it's not fun. It's not interesting for anyone except for the person the baby is for. If anybody needs me to go baby shopping with them... I always find that shit exciting, but well, I understand that I am not of the general. I think baby stuff is so fun and it will make me cry almost every it's time. It's so but, cute. The little feet of the pajamas. Yeah. Their little toes go right in there. Did you know that? <laughs> I did know that. I got, um, I got my nephew four new outfits. I don't know what I'm giving them to him. He doesn't have a birthday until July. There's no reason. So cute. But, so, Alice and Henry are like, also, Ben, hate to break it to you, we're not best friends anymore. And Ben is like, no, really, you should come, it'll be so fun. But he's kind of still being a pussy-ass bitch about moving in with Adrian. Yeah. He doesn't want anything to change. Got some cold-ass feet. Then we go to Cindy and Adrian, and Cindy is going to be gone for most of the next four weeks, but then she's going to have four weeks off to help with the baby and the wedding and moving, and Adrian's like, I'm good. I don't need any help. And Cindy's like, what about this? What about this? What about this? Talking about, like, the wedding, financial stuff, getting a prenup, and Adrian gets very stressed out, and Cindy says, also, just so you know, like, you can always change your mind, like... You could wait till the baby's older to get married. And Adrian goes older, like 16, oh, which is just funny. Got her I ass. thought it was funny. Yeah, I, loved I thought it. it was a little like mother daughter moment. Yeah. So Amy and George are in the kitchen. No. Yeah. Amy. So George is in the kitchen. Amy comes in holding John and like a bunch of stuff. She drops stuff on the ground and she's like, don't help me. And he's like, Oh, I'll help you. Here's some advice. Don't move in with Ricky. And then she's just fucking pissed. If anyone ever pulled that shit with me, I would kill them regardless of if they're my father. If I'm struggling to hold stuff and you're just watching Including a child. Yeah. Ugh. Are you going to... Oh my God. Bless you. I could tell she was going to sneeze. Then... Okay, so then, like, Ashley comes in, and her and George are like, you know what time it is? Time for a classic Ashley-George mess around. Yeah, what if we schemed? 
they do be scheming. Even though Ashley doesn't like schemes, or tricks, or tomfoolery, or hijinks, or hijinks, or fucking around, or lying. Hmm. Think on that, Ashley. Yeah, maybe examine so, that in yourself. So then we go to Amy. Like, Amy's outside. She's buckling John into the car. Adrian backs her convertible up to talk to Amy. And then there's, like, this super passive-aggressive conversation between the two of them. And they're like, you must be scared to move in with Vicky. Oh, you must be scared to have sex with Ben. Why must... women tear down other women i just think there's a special place in hell yeah well i just women who don't support other women it actually pisses me off because at the beginning of the season like amy and adrian were a really nice fun place that i liked a lot and i don't get why they have to constantly be like at each other's throats please obviously ricky is just so hot that's true, yeah. Um, also, they address this in this caddy conversation. Right, they do. Amy's because, like, how come well, we always do this? Yeah, she Well, okay, there's some things before we get there. But, so, Amy is like, at least when Ricky and I move in together, we won't be dealing with a newborn and I was like, your baby has a fucked up sleeping schedule. He's basically a newborn because you have never put him on a good sleeping schedule, but whatever. And then Amy's like, are you going to breastfeed? And I was like, this is like a mom Facebook group. Like, that's what this feels this like. Ver- this is passive aggressive soccer moms. This is the new adventures of old Christine. Um, Which I will keep referencing on this podcast, despite no one having watched since 2006. Yeah. And then, like, they do acknowledge the competition, and Amy is like, Ben backing out of marrying you would be a bitch move, and also it would be worse than if Ricky backed out of moving in with me. And then there's, like, almost this space for vulnerability between the two of them, because Amy's like, do you ever think about backing out? And Adrian's like, no, of course not, do you? And Amy's like, no, of course not. For a second, Um, I thought we were going to get something really beautiful and touching. Yeah. But... I mean, no part of that conversation created a space in which, like, either one of them would want to be vulnerable with the other. Oh, for sure not. Yeah. So, we go to Grace and Tom in the Bowman kitchen. Tom is interrogating Grace about, I guess, her sex with Grant? Apparently, we're supposed to believe that he was just grilling her and really wanted to know the gory details. Yeah. Meanwhile, Kathleen's dead body is just on the floor in front of them. Yeah. It actually was really upsetting the way they just didn't even acknowledge (laughs) Kathleen's death this episode. Yeah, there were just, like, crime scene investigators taking pictures of the body, and we just, like, kind of didn't address it and moved on. Yeah. It really was fucked up. Did you see um, Castle and Beckett in the background? Yeah. They were kind of making out in a way that was really inappropriate for the crime scene. I wasn't huge about that. (laughs) Mm, So 
Grace wants Tom to get a girlfriend. Tom's desperate. He's going to try to ride the bus and meet a girl that way. Yeah, that is. I and always I say, say finding a girl on the bus. <laughs> that's what As someone at. who rides the bus every single day, this is not a plan that's going to work well. Really? <laughs> that's tough to hear, honestly. I've been riding the bus for weeks, kind of just assuming. <laughs> No, there's no one on the bus. I mean, there probably is, but I'm not just going to like strike a strike up strike up a conversation with someone on the bus. I am letting anyone I meet on the bus clap cheeks. I'm sorry. <laughs> While on the bus or off? Uh, both. <laughs> <laughs> so, Grace Okay, Tom leaves. So then Grace and Kathleen have a conversation and Kathleen says she's not doing well because Jeff is riding a plane for the first time since, you know, Marshall. That was actually really, like, sad. Died. Like, I, I, that would be really hard. Yeah, and Grace is like, get over it. Yeah, she's like, seriously, how many people you... can die from a plane crash, <laughs> right? And she was like... You knew he would be going on trips when you married him, as if, like, that would negate the anxiety Kathleen would be feeling. Can I say, the absolute funniest thing this show could do would be to kill him in a plane crash, too. (laughs) I kind of, like, assumed it was coming. Also, it would be so funny if it was while Grace and Grant were having sex. I'm sorry. Like, you gotta lean into it, right? (laughs) <laughs> our god is a wrathful god he reigns <laughs> from heaven above he shoots, he shoots down your plane if you have sex <clears throat> that's so true i'm always saying that uh listen to my single on spotify so um, that is actually really insensitive, though, because uh, Richard Mullins did die in a plane crash, so. Who's that? The guy who sings Awesome God. <laughs> Wait, are you... <laughs> are you serious? No, it was a car crash. (laughs) But still, like, vehicular accidents, you know? I thought that song was by Michael W. Smith anyway. How fucking dare you? (laughs) Sorry. You think think Michael W. Smith... You think Michael W. Smith could come up with the genius line, He ain't putting on the Ritz, our God is an awesome God? No. Okay, you need to stop it down there, whatever you're doing. There's not even a door there. Why are you trying to get in? Um, no. When did he die? 1997. Rich Mullins was actually, like, cool as hell. Like, I hate to say. Um, he was a really good composer. Um, he was weirdly moral. Like, he didn't really give in to, like, um, Christian contemporary music dogma. He was a very interesting guy. Yeah. We all contain multitudes. 
Yeah. That is the thing. Like, for sure, the worst thing he did was write Awesome God and then release right. it. Um, and it was kind of haunted. <laughs> it kind of haunted him. I can't believe <laughs> he had died in a plane crash and I'm over here singing. <laughs> the thing is, I knew it was an accident. And for a second, I genuinely thought it was a plane crash. And I was like, poor taste, Aaron, but very funny. Yeah. But no, it was just yeah. it was just a Jeep crash. Um, That's like that scene in uh, Con Air when they're like listening to the radio on the plane and it's like of a band who died in a plane crash i um i was straight when that movie came out so i don't know anything about that i think that's a straight movie con air i wouldn't know i I was straight which means i just didn't watch movies i think it's a nicholas cage movie nicholas cage is for the girls that's absolutely incorrect it came out in 1997 yeah i was canonically um a fetus then (laughs) you weren't because you were born in 1996 yeah i was in um month like 18 of my gestation (laughs) do you know what the word born means i know what the words born again means Okay, because ninety seven was when I gave my heart to the Lord after a long year of boozing and pills. <laughs> Women, I was drowning in the pussy when I was a child. When I was a babe, Jesse, infant even. <laughs> but I still had gills and was in the amniotic fluid at that point, so I wasn't drowning. <laughs> I know babies have gills. <laughs> That's why sometimes they'll name a baby Gill. Oh my god. <laughs> so Kathleen says that she doesn't want to go and make friends with adults because Grace and Grant will have sex when she leaves the house. That is so true. But then she immediately is like, sure, Grant can sleep over tonight. Like what the fuck ever i don't care yeah just you know have your little sex so then we go to the school amy and madison and lauren are talking in the hallway about does amy really want to move in and madison's they're like talking about if amy is like sexually compatible with ricky and if she's like just as good as adrian and madison's like Listen, you can't compare yourself with Adrian sexually. Like, no one can compete with her. So, like, when did Madison and Adrian fuck? Like, did we miss that plot point? It was um, when she was fucking her 43-year-old boss over the summer. hot. Look, the tropes that we like in fan fiction, like Secret Life of the American Teenager, aren't necessarily the tropes we like in real life. Right? That's okay, yeah. Yeah, fair. So... Madison, they're like, aren't, I think my neighbors are fighting right now. Madison is like, aren't you worried about like fucking, or Lauren says, aren't you worried about fucking Jack? And like, 
everyone knows like him and Grace had amazing sex. And like I heard religious people have crazy sex. Because they're filled with the spirit. Yeah. And then Madison is like, aren't you worried about fucking Frank? Like I heard some things about Frank and I'm like, yeah, did you hear he's a homosexual? Because I feel like that's what's going on there. Yeah, he's definitely queer coded. In the two seconds that this man walked across our screen. <laughs> the way he hold, held Lauren's hands was very effeminate. <laughs> and then Ashley walks by. They talk about how Ashley's mad. And then Madison is like, okay, get the fuck away from me. I need to talk to Jack. And he's like, we can't have sex. It's game day, babe. And she's like, okay. You can't spell game day without gay. <laughs> and she's like... I want you to take me to church because I heard that people who are filled with the Holy Spirit have fucking wild ass sex. That's what the Hosier song's about, actually. Yeah. Like, legitimately. But also, fun little quip. Then, Jack thinks that all consensual sex is good between two people who are old enough to consent to those activities. Can I say... My favorite recurring trope in this show slash recurring messaging that they put in, the one that I think is actually good and not harmful at any point, that they keep saying throughout this conversation, throughout a couple different um, episodes, is that there's no such thing as being good in bed or being bad in bed. You know, it's just like doing what makes you and your partner feel good and comfortable. And that actually is huge. And I think that... um, you know, Brenda Hampton takes several gigantic swings throughout the course of this series, and it's nice that she hit at least one. <laughs> and fun fact was that it was actually unintentional. For sure. <laughs> Brenda Hampton is the kid at the birthday party with the blindfold on trying to hit the pinata. Yes. And in this case... She hit your Aunt Irene, knocked her glasses off, but you know... But Irene fell into the piñata and the whole thing burst open. Yeah. So, or, yeah. A better thing what I said, she hit Aunt Irene's purse, a Werther's original fell out of it. Mm. Right? I would, you know, my kingdom for a Werther's original, right? Like... I love it. They're so good. So, Amy... Okay, so blah, blah, blah. So, Madison is like, I want to have sex with you. And he's like, when we're ready, whatever. She's like, my dad got to you, didn't he? No, it was Emily, Madison's stepmom. Queen shit. Cute. Then we go to Griffin and Ashley in the hallway. Ashley says that she misses Griffin, and he's like, sure you do. She's like, how's Peter... This is so manipulative, manipulative? and gross. Yeah. Like, Griffin's just genuinely trying to reconnect with her because, like, she's completely iced him out. Um, And she's like, oh, you know what would be fun? If you invited over Peter and Haley so that I can let it slip that Haley fucked Ricky or something. Yeah, she's scheming hardcore. Yeah, and, like, Griffin's not stupid, so he's immediately like, oh, so you want Haley to come over to your house where Amy lives... You just want her to, you just want her to happen to be there. Don't you think that's a bad idea? It just like really, like even stepping back from that, like the way that Griffin and Ashley's relationship is 
like portrayed sucks so bad. Like it sucks so much to be the friend who likes somebody who keeps like insisting that you don't like them, you know? Yeah. Like it's like Griffin would hang out with Ashley a lot more, but Ashley's like, oh, you want to hang out with Peter. Like you don't want to hang out with me. Yeah. It's really hard when someone keeps insisting that you don't actually care about them or want to be around them. Because eventually it's like, why would I want to come hang out with you when you're just like... Make me feel bad about... Yeah. Being happy. Yeah. And happy, of course, in this context means gay. (laughs) And... Okay, so then we go to Ricky and Amy in the hallway. She's like did you change your mind? And he's like, did you change your mind? They both say no. She says she's coming over tonight, but she might not want to have sex. And he says she doesn't have to do anything she doesn't want to do. That's beautiful. And she's like, same with you. Like, I don't have to move in. And it's this weird game of chicken. And then Grant and Grace are having a conversation in the hallway. And they're talking about how their sex isn't going to get worse. Yeah, and how like... Actually, apparently, this will be the fourth time, which means Grant and Grace went two rounds that night. Yeah. Do you think Grant has that kind of stamina? I'm sorry. Over the course of a whole night, probably. I don't think so. They, I mean, it probably lasted like three minutes both times. I think it lasted three minutes the first time and he could barely get it up the second. I don't know how that anatomy works. So the thing is, um, the penis, for lack of a better word, um, becomes engorged with blood from the vein that runs from the base of the shaft up towards the tip. Right. I know how, and I know there's like a recharge period. Yeah. So that's the thing. If you don't plug it in before you go to bed, you're not going to be able to get it back up. And I don't think Grant has that kind of foresight. I'm sorry. Maybe that kind of foreskin. (laughs) No, but like... And that's kind of like wireless charging, as if they're uncircumcised. I have a story about circumcision that I can't share on the pod, and probably (laughs) at all, but... um, I think you've told me this story. I don't think so. I would be shocked if I did. Or I think you've said something. I think you've said, I have a story about circumcision I can't say on the pod. And then you didn't tell it to me. Yeah, well, that's true if so. So, okay. Whatever. They. Do we think Grant is circumcised? So, he says... They're going to have sex in her room, in the room next to where her mom is sleeping. These people will just say anything in a public hallway. Like, goddamn, (laughs) right? Yeah. Then he says that it's important that their whole relationship can't be sex, that they have to have interests outside of sex. And you know what they could do if they need interests outside of sex? Um, They could join the Art Makers Club, um, which is... uh, did you notice that run. sign on the bulletin board, the Art Makers I Club? Didn't. Is it run by Joe Hampton? I feel like that is the worst name for the, like. There's a better name for Art Makers, right? Yeah, I just saw the sign for the Fake ID Makers Club. Yeah, that really. It said meets in the guidance office. Rip Joe Hampton. 
<laughs> it's too bad that I he... think he's in season four. Really? I think so. And here I thought he died in a plane crash when Grace had sex with Grant. <laughs> I think so. I don't remember when his last episode is. I'll have to pour one out for the boy when he's gone. Yeah, I think Griffin's last episode is coming up. How? (laughs) They did nothing with this character. (laughs) So Adrian comes by, Grant leaves, and Adrian's like, babe, I can tell you had sex. And then Adrian has a crisis about if she's still the sexiest girl in the school. Um, the answer, in short, yes. <laughs> yeah. And she says she can't get married when she's this insecure. And she's like, and you know who's making me so insecure? Amy. Because she's such a bitch unprovoked to me all the time. I don't know why she's so mean to me frequently when I've done nothing wrong whatsoever. <laughs> yeah. And Grace is kind of like, oh. Oh, Amy's the one who starts this, huh? It's it's Amy. Yeah. It's not it's not you who might provoke her by like fucking her boyfriend ben. and then getting pregnant. And Adrian's like, "You're right. I need to level up my competition." That's right, girl. Step your pussy up. Get gone. Kill a yeah. bitch. I don't know. I don't know if we've ever talked about it on the podcast. What? But I. I just think it's important to say that there is a special place in hell. God damn it. Stop. <laughs> For women who don't support other women. How am I the one in this podcaster's dynamic who's been canceled by the Swifties? Like, how do you keep getting away with this? <laughs> I just think that there's points being made. No, that one was powerful, and that really was... That's feminism to me. Um, <laughs> it's almost the one-year anniversary of your tweet that got you canceled. I was just thinking Netflix. about it. It must be coming up. Because it was March 1st, because you said Taylor respectfully kept this in her drafts till the end of Black History Month. That was a good tweet. <laughs> I stand by it. I think it's one of the funniest <laughs> jokes I've made. And it's unfortunate that it took off the way it did. <laughs> I should have known Ratio'd. the second that a Selena Stan account um, retweeted it with like, this is so brave. <laughs> <laughs> so I was out there fighting the for my life and no one cared were. to defend me. Whatever. Uh, hey. I just want to say you made the choice to tweet that two hours is too long for an album. Oh, and all of our listeners immediately were like, Jesse, we're not sticking up for you. (laughs) (laughs) And you were like, this isn't even about Red Taylor's version. But you chose to tweet it on the same day that Red Taylor's version came out. A famously two hour long album. (laughs) I stand by it. An album should not be more than 45 minutes. I'm sorry. Some of my favorite albums are symphonies. Okay, we gotta hurry this up. I got a pizza coming in six minutes. Okay. (laughs) So we go to the butcher shop with Ben and Ricky. Ricky said Adrian... Like, Ricky's like... I want to move in with Adrian. And Ben just like, like open mouth Pikachu image. 
Yeah. He's like, you said Adrian instead of Amy. It's a Freudian slip. And Ricky's like, no, no, no. I, w- I want to live with Amy. Duh. I, but then it comes out that he doesn't. I really think and then there's... this model of swinging would work for them. I don't want to think about that because I don't think anybody should be with Ben. <laughs> That's true. But unfortunately, everyone wants to. So. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, that's actually really Then gross. Ben and Ricky have their weird conversation and Ricky talks about going to college and Ben is like, oh, of course, now you're going to go to college because my dad told you to. And he's like, you never think for yourself. And then he's like, Ricky's like, you know what? I'm going to do what I think is right. And Ben is like, so am I. Minus. And and Ricky's like, I'm going to tell Amy I don't want to move in with her. And Ben's like, I can't do that because I'm a Pussy ass bitch. Yeah. Good for him for admitting it. Then Ricky coaches him through it. He's like, here's how you'll do it. Like, you can say this. Like, you can do that. Like, it'd be fine. And then that's the end of that scene. Amy talks to George. Oh, Amy talks to Anne on the phone. George is sitting with Anne holding Robbie. Surprise. The baby has not died <laughs> i'm shocked i thought we were never seeing or again. been written off because here he is um there's no consistency within the actor for this baby i don't think no because he's far cuter than he's ever been yeah and he i don't know how old he's supposed to be but <sighs> Amy has changed her mind because of, she says it's because of Ashley, because she promised Ashley she'd get her through this, whatever. George is super excited. He's with Anne and he overhears this. And then Anne starts asking questions about sex. She's like, did you have sex with Ricky last weekend? Was it uncomfortable? Like, blah, 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 all these reasons. And Amy's like, no, we didn't have sex. Like, I think Ricky really loves me. Um, And I'm like afraid of having sex because he's had sex with so many people and i haven't had i've only had sex one time and it wasn't great and Anne says that sex is a learning experience and it's not something that you can like train for it's not the sex olympics (laughs) which personally i've meddled three times in the sex olympics on um men's solo short program The shit you just will say. <laughs> then. I'm going to lose um, my job at Target, aren't I? Yeah. Amy says that she thinks Ricky loves her. And Anne's like, you don't know. And Amy's like, well, he, like you have to understand this about Ricky. Is like, boy has avoidant attachment style. Mm. Same, babes. Um, and Anne is like, he might also be afraid to have sex with you, Amy. And, like, also just, like, sometimes things don't work out between people. And she, like, stares at George when she says that, which is a weird thing to, like, say to try to, like, comfort your child right now. But whatever. Yeah. Then we go to the Jurgens house. We're in the kitchen. Griffin and Ashley have a conversation. And Griffin wanted to talk to Ashley. He wanted to spend some time with her because he thinks she might be lonely. And Ashley's like, no, I'm not lonely. Not at all. Also... If Haley came over, like, I wouldn't want her to reveal that she had sex with Ricky. But if she did that, it wouldn't be, like, the worst thing. And Griffin's like, and he's like, well, Peter and Haley. Your, biz- your sister's business. 
Yeah. And he's like, Peter and Haley are not coming over. I didn't even invite them. And he's like, we can't know what happens in people's bedrooms, so we have to stay out of it. And Griffin is like, remember when you literally put your bare ass, bare ass in Ricky's yeah, bed? remember when you... Let's have a loud conversation about yeah. Ricky and Haley having sex in a public room in a house where your sister lives. Which, did we know that he actually gave in? Gave in. Um, I don't think we knew. I thought we also didn't know that George had an affair. Well, that's true. I think they retconned it, frankly. Yeah, some revisionist revisionist history. That's my. So then we go to Anna. That's my favorite kind. Revisionist history. Yeah. Yeah. So. We go to Anne and George at, like, Anne's house, which is so nice. Where the fuck is she living? Anne's house, Mimsy's house, Eugene's house. Who knows? Sure. David's house? We don't fucking David's know. David's house? We, we'll yeah. never find out. Did she kill David? Oh, God, I hope. And George says that she's good at talking to the girls, and Anne's like, well, I am a girl. That's true. And then she talks about how... Like, decisions have consequences. There are media and otherwise. And George is like, oh, let me write that down. And she's like, well, if anyone knows it, you do. And then George leaves. I don't care. This whole episode I didn't is care about of... this couple when they were married. I don't care about them when now Yeah, they're, you like, can't convince me that Molly Ringwald's actually in this show at this point. You know what I mean? <laughs> so then we go to Ben and Adrian. They're at the condo. And they and just they... had sex. And it felt so good. Felt so good. You know, it's just... Sure, why not? Yeah. You can just do shit in this show, apparently. Yeah. And Ben says that he's not having any more anxiety. Yeah, he's got that post-nut clarity. Yeah, and they love each other. And then Adrian's like, I still have it, which is the only part of that that I liked. But she's still anxious? What? What? What is she still? That she still has it. Oh, her her groove. Yeah. You know what she doesn't have then, that virginity that she worked so hard to grow back. Yeah. Boo. Then we go to Ricky's apartment. Amy shows up. Ricky was worried about her because she didn't like she was so late and she's like, "Oh, John's off his sleep schedule." No shit. <laughs> surprise, surprise. You can't be awful. You never had um so she's gonna bring him by tomorrow and she says that she's not ready to move in and ricky's like really and he's like i mean really why not (laughs) and then she starts a conversation about moving in she's so mature i love amy and she wants ricky to want her to be there not to feel like like she's pushing herself into his life yeah and she's just being honest, so she hopes that he's being honest with her and that Hello. he might have gone along with what she wanted out of guilt. And she said that she'd stay over every once in a while and then she might stay the weekends and then they might move in. And then she like shares a little tiny bit of her insecurity about having sex. And then... Oh, Jesse got a full-ass phone call. Do you have to go get your pizza? Um, 
Yeah, she just left it between the doors. That was my girl Holly. Okay, you can go pick it up. Okay. I'm so sorry. That's okay. Okay, so... She said that he might have gone along with what she wanted out of guilt because he might have, like, done some stuff while she was in New York that he didn't tell her about. And then she said that, like, to move forward, she can stay over every once in a while, and then maybe they'll stay for the weekends, and then maybe her and John will move in. And then... Which honestly a more mature route to go anyway, because their relationship still is pretty young. Yeah. And then they... She shares a little bit of her insecurity about having sex. Like, what if, like, they don't like having sex, whatever, and he's like, oh, we'll like it. And then they make out a little bit, and he asks her to stay the night for pound town reasons. And she's like, no, like, I should leave. And then they make out some more, and he's like, I love you, Amy. Oh. And she's like, really? Like, really? And he's like, yeah, I love you. And then she says, I love you too. And she says goodnight and leaves. And Ricky is kind of like, okay. And we should. Because I'm not getting puss after that. Not getting any of that puss puss. <laughs> or that puss puss. Um, but here's the thing is, I don't think Amy, like, I think Amy would stay the night, but I think she really is having a lot of, like, insecurity about having sex with Ricky. And it's like, babies, like, you got to have that emotional vulnerability, well, like, if that's what's keeping you from being physically intimate with each and other. And I feel like she was still, like, the bombshell of Haley, I think, was kind of on her mind as well. Absolutely. Yeah, um, yeah, so yeah. I, But, like, she, you know. Yeah. Um. Also, we should mention, but, this is the part where Aaron was fully sobbing. Yeah, I did cry. Absolutely. Um, I got goosebumps, which is the closest I get to crying, and um, I felt disgusting afterwards. I almost had to call off of work. I absolutely loved this. Just the emotion. The way that I'm so invested in Ricky and Amy's relationship... In a way that you shouldn't be. First of all, you shouldn't be. Great. But... Yeah, this show is not worth any of that. But like, I don't know. It was just a big moment. Yeah. Well, that's and my jaw literally hit the floor. I wasn't when expecting he said it because he's hinted around loving her, and he's told other people that he loves her. But he I... literally told Leo this episode. Yeah, but I wasn't expecting that. To... Ricky says a yeah. lot of shit to other people, you know. Yeah. So. Ooh. Anyway. That's it. I hope. I just want to know. I just. Uh, I don't know. I feel like it'd be so. It'd be so hard to act on the show because. There's no direction. There's no direction and also, like, no consistency you are character. embodying this character who is so inconsistent. Yeah. So, I don't know. Anyway. This has been Secret Life of Two Gay American Teenagers. My name's Aaron. My name's Cory Booker. That's Jesse. You can follow That's us on what we Instagram. in the biz call a callback. <laughs> you can follow me. Wait, what? You can follow us on Instagram, on Face, 
Facebook. From Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> I'm trying to sell off some shit. <laughs> Is this what happens when I try to record a podcast when I only got three and a half hours of sleep? Welcome to my life. So, you can follow us on Instagram, Patreon, Twitter, and TikTok at your two gay friends. You can follow Jesse on Twitter at GoJesse2K20. You can follow my bookstagram at No Money No Prospects. You can send us an email at slwithjessieandaaron at gmail.com. You can follow my you career can... at target.hr.com. <laughs> you can send us a voice memo on Anchor. You can leave us a rating and review on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify now. Yeah, I'm actually... Um, I think that's it. You know, a lot of artists have started pulling their content from Spotify um, due to the whole you know rogan situation i'm actually putting more content on spotify and a daring and bold show active solidarity so now um if you want to hear an album that's just 30 minutes of my breath (laughs) um you can follow me on spotify it's really beautiful yeah jesse rogers breath of heaven (laughs) but I hope you have a good day. I hope that you get more than three and a half hours of sleep. Especially if you're used to getting like eight or nine. And I hope that you're not forced to marry the mother of your child at age 17. (laughs) I hope you're not 17 and listening to this. I hope that you got as much joy out of all the celebrity breakups of the past two weeks as I did. Goodbye. Goodbye. No, but I really enjoyed that book. Everyone should read it. It made me cry. It's a good book. I read it. I'll say it. I read it. And I'll say it more. (laughs) I enjoyed it. I'm not afraid to speak up, you know, to the woke libs who will say. I don't know how to read. Yeah. God, I wish that were me. Do you? No, I finished a really good book the other day, but it made me so sad. Literacy is is also very important for just like daily living. I. Okay, can I tell you my fucked up fantasy that I told my other book club? Sure. My dream is to have an illiterate boyfriend slash husband so that I can read to him like just his head in my lap me reading like a story to him you can do that without him being illiterate no because then where do I get Uh, to the second point where my reading of stories like stirs such a love of the written word for him that I get to teach him how to read so you're basically just describing the movie Holes I was describing the movie Beauty and the Beast, but, you know, that too. Because the part I didn't mention was the man, the hot man who can't read. He's half fucking bear and half goat or whatever. He's got horns on his head and he's covered in fur, head to claw. I was talking about Holes, the movie... That you can only find on special sites. I was talking about holes. I think we're making the same joke.
I'm talking about movies that you have to go behind the curtain to look at. And I got holes. That's all I'll say. <laughs> no, but literacy is very important. To some. And like yesterday when I went on my road trip to Buffalo and back, I read a book out loud. The whole book. To Chloe while she drove. See, that's very hot to me. That's my dream. Yeah. Anyway. Um, people who record audiobooks, are your lips always chapped? Can't you hear that in their voices? I can kind of no. feel the words coming through a rough opening. <laughs> you deserve to go to jail. I do. Um, I'm actually out. Of the closet? The closet in the jail. Because the thing is, you know, sometimes being in the closet is its own kind of jail, you know? Because you're just locking up this part of you, you know? And you can't let the world see it. And the bravest thing you can do is break the chains that keep you bound to the closet. 